Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. You might have to change that now. Yeah, I might have to. Uh, we are here, episode 22. I don't know what day it is. Uh, no, April 13th, 14th. 2022. No, it's 13th. 14th. It? No. No. It's the 13th. Don't try to gaslight me. Well. But we're in the new studio. We might be having a new name. Might change to Wheelman of Genius, uh, trying to avoid that cease and desist from Bud Light. But we have good friend here, Tyler Mon. Uh spotter on the five car Kyle Larson uh pretty cool he's uh we've we've hung out a lot uh he spotted for me in the past on the Rick Ware car and uh yeah good to have you here yeah thanks for having me I will say I've uh came a long way yeah yeah (laughs) you could say uh, that yeah but no it's cool to be on here and um are you sure this is episode 22 Mm-hmm. No, no, actually, no. This is twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah, because yeah. I just yeah, because I had See, to look I've at been the files. Paying attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the one person who listens. We have a lot of listeners, dude. Do we? Someone so someone posted that picture of me on Twitter sitting on the pit wall. Yeah, and apparently there's like a, a few podcast references in in the comments. Yeah, one of those was me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there was others too, like the progressive right rear spring. That was me. I don't know. I didn't even read them. My dad told me there was a lot of podcast references, though. That's good. Well, something that I seen from or heard from the last podcast was Stefan got his hair cut, which thank God that he did. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I get it a little bit. It looked cool, but there's to a time where I'm like, man, you gotta get that thing cut. So I'm glad he did. No, definitely. There's always there's. I had I had the mullet for a while. I ran the mullet. Uh, but there's just a time it's, it's got to go. You start to realize that only your guy friends like it and girls around just don't think it's near as funny <laughs> as you do and as they do. So you eventually come to the realization that it's just got to go. If you think about it, it's almost like a fart, right? It's really funny at the beginning and then it starts to stink. And then your home, like your boys think it's funny. funny and then it starts to really stink. Yeah. And like it clouds the whole room. You're like, why did you just do yeah, that? Like, no, yeah, I definitely was like, why did I have a mullet for a year? It's always good, though, to just get, like, one good picture of you with the mullet because then you can always just reminisce. You never have to go back there. No, yeah, exactly. Like, you you I, know what it's like. You've already done it. Mm-hmm. You've, you've already climbed that mountaintop. See, what's bad is I relapsed. I had one twice. I, oh, I had man. a mullet, like, early college when I was racing late models and stuff. It was not near as uh, glorious as my second one and final one, hopefully. Hopefully I don't fall off the wagon again and go back, but he's going to do it. Mm, I've actually, I've thought about growing my hair back out, but I know if I grow my hair back out, it's like, Oh, if I get a haircut, just, just change. Only cut. It it grows. Business up front, party in the back, you know, 
Yep. No, I mean, I've thought about dyeing my hair like red, too. I do drive for JD Motorsports. I, I feel like that'd be wild. That would be excessive. Yeah. But that'd be good. Yeah, it'd be uh, it would get attention, I think. It from is all the wrong people. watching JD <laughs> cars out on the racetrack when I'm spotting out there because y'all just... Look the same. Yeah, look the same. It's just a different number, right? No, yeah. How many does he have running this year, though? Just two. Just two. So, so it makes it, it a, makes little, it a better. little better. Yeah. Who do, you, do you spot in Xfinity? Yeah, I spot for Noah Gregson. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we... Um, at eventful Martinsville, I guess. Oh, but, yeah, I think uh, everybody did. We did, yeah. too. Yeah, it's been, but it's been really good. It's been a good year for us over at the nine deal, and um, Noah's done a good job, and Luke Lambert's came over there, so everything's been clicking together. We already got a win this season, so we're looking good over there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Y'all been very consistent. Gibbs now. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a tough, it's a tall order. <laughs> so I have, I have a quick question for you. You worked for, you know, some smaller backpack teams, What's the spotting difference from spotting a car that's normally running 35th to spotting a car that's contending every single week? Is the cadence different? Like, is anything different? Or it's all the same, but different? It's different. It's 100% different. And I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. Like, yeah, nowadays, you do your job still, but it's easier you know you're not worried about somebody coming after you or somebody lapping you here's the leaders and stuff like that um i've been there done that and i can tell you i felt like i should have made more money spotting for a car back there than Mm -hmm. what i do now And, and it's the truth i mean it's them guys that's like me when i went and got the five deal and them guys um, I've been that guy that get yelled at, Hey man, get your car out of the way. What are you doing? But like, I will never, ever do that because I've been in that person's yeah. shoes. And I know exactly how it is. I mean, it's the car that you're spotting for and, um, everything else. So yeah, your question, it's way different. Um, it's easier. It's more fun, but I'm glad that I took the path I did because it made me the person I think I am today. Yeah. And I was thinking about that too. Like, I'm sure that, like you said, it was it was harder to, to spot a car that's getting lapped and stuff, and I would totally expect that because I feel like you're just having to just be keyed up all the time and the closing rate so fast, especially in the Cup Series. Uh, but, like, have you like did you have to, like, change, like, I don't know, like more of a competitive style of spotting, like where you're like, okay, he's side drafting here, he's doing this, or he's doing this, where is, when you're running in the back, you're kind of by yourself the whole time. Yeah, no, it is it is different like that because you're, you know, worried about guys side drafting you mm-hmm. and, and running and how you're passing a guy, you know, compared to being back there running by yourself, uh, you know, leaders 10 back, you know, five back inside, and you're done, yeah. right? So you don't have to worry about it because you know he's coming such at a good speed, and especially it's way different when um, we go to these racetracks where, tire fall off is everything so when the leaders start pitting and you're still out there yeah. another 10 15 laps i mean it's four or five it's seconds i mean so the closing rate is just unreal and um i was just talking to uh, randy bradshaw the other day about it and <laughs> we were somewhere and the closing rate was tremendous it might have been richmond maybe richmond or I, honestly phoenix surprised me i yeah. don't know if it was as bad in the cup race but dude in the xfinity race we short pitted and it kind of killed us. Like, and we've we've had good luck short pitting before, but like being in the in that range that we're normally in, that fifteenth to twentieth range, we can normally leapfrog a couple cars. Yeah. But man, the like I lapped Alex LeBay because he stayed out long, yeah, and he pitted and caught me and passed me. Like yeah. it was crazy how much the tire fall off was. And it showed. It showed definitely showed in the Cup race when um, 
we went to a strategy in the five car that we were going to do it in one stop and try to run the rest of the way, and it caught up to us, the 11-4 passes, yeah. and uh, got William Byron with five to go. So I think it bettered ourselves because we were about seventh to eighth pretty much all day, mm-hmm. and we ended up finishing fifth. But, um, yeah, tire fall off at Richmond was insane. And I'm sure there's going to be some other tracks that we go to. That'll be the same. Yeah, I feel like after Martinsville, people people are just complaining so much. I feel like they're going to be like, okay, if you want tire fall off, here it is. Here like, it is, yeah. yeah. If you want to be four seconds slower on a 25-lap run, we can do that. It's not hard. It's going to show up at Darlington, too, I think. Darlington, uh, I feel like it's going to be it's, crazy in the country. We, um, we tested there a couple weeks ago, uh, us, Harvick, and Hamlin, and tire fall off was tremendous within 10 laps. I'm, you know, I'm talking – couple seconds so really yeah holy cow it'll be it'll be a huge fall off but i think some guys like that you know i, yeah. I think you know i think kyle's definitely one of those guys that like tire fall off like that and um then it turns into taking care of your stuff and yeah. really martinsville it wasn't a lot of fall off but the biggest thing that we did at martinsville is was just save your stuff because you can burn your stuff up pretty quick mm-hmm. not saying fall off was huge but if you didn't keep the rear tires under you yeah you know on long runs, it really showed. It showed for the three car, and it showed for us until we got caught speeding. But that's besides the point. It, I mean, these tires are definitely falling off a lot of places, and it's so damn hard to pass at these racetracks. No, yeah, I mean, even <laughs> even in the Xfinity race, I mean, I wasn't, I'll be honest, I wasn't passing anybody unless I knocked him out of the way. I mean, there might have been, there was a couple instances where a guy's getting freight train on top, and it messes the guys up, right in, run right in front of me, and I can, like, dart it in there three wide, and I know that's, that's equally going to piss them off, like bumping them out of the way is, but that was the only way that I could make it work. But, yeah, Martinsville was definitely eventful in the Xfinity race for sure. I mean, we we went to the back a couple times. We got really, really lucky. Uh, we had a loose left front on the second stage caution, and I went back out, and I'm like, man, this thing's shaking. Like, maybe it's rubber buildup. Maybe it's low air pressure. And then I went to go to the restart zone, and I'm like, oh, God, this thing is – we got a loose wheel. So we came in, and then I sped – and then we got that quick caution, which saved us. But yeah. definitely a crazy race. And then obviously Did you got get caught up in the wreck at the end. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. You caused half. Not you didn't. You I didn't, caused some of the may, the aftermath. I caused one aftermath, did and you, it was an accident. Did you spin, uh, Justin? Agar? Yes, it was. So here's the deal with that. I, <laughs> I caught, mean, <laughs> I caught some flack on Twitter for that. So like, obviously, it's a really small track, and I was unaware that it was red flagged at all. And it might not have even been red flagged yet, but. You're trying to get turned around. It's Martinsville. You can go a lap down pretty quickly. Yeah. So I'm like trying to back up, and there's a couple cars going behind me. I'm looking in the mirror, looking in the mirror. I finally get backed up enough. I jam it in first gear, and I'm like kind of looking where I'm going to go. And I dump the clutch. I'm going. And then as soon as I dump the clutch, dude, and start going, Algar is right in front of me. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Which sucked because we probably wouldn't have even had to pit it, had to pit and fix damage if it wasn't for that because yeah. it was just the tail that was kind of messed up. And then I just killed the whole nose when I did that. I'm like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. Well, at least you're the one that has to fix it. Yeah. I mean, and that Algar was racing me really hard before, so I felt bad for that, but I did not feel about the contact before <laughs> that. I did not feel bad about that at all. He put me on the curb, and I about spun him out. But that's besides the point. So I don't I, think you started. Yeah, I didn't start the rag. I mean, no. we, we, we didn't start the rag, but we obviously got turned. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it going back to that wreck now – um, obviously, Sam Bear was in a spot where he had a chance to win mm-hmm. and, um, you know, spun the tires. 16 got him jacked up. Next thing I know, I'm like, yeah, we're hooked. <laughs> and here yeah. come everybody pounding in. No, yeah, I mean, I, I was like, okay, Brandon was like, reckon, reckon, reckon. And I'm like, 
I like slowed down. I got on the guy in front of me. I'm like, okay, we're good. Like I didn't kill the nose and then wham in the back. And I'm like backwards immediately. I'm like, well, I guess we're in this one. <laughs> and then they just kept piling in. I'm like, oh, that's another one, another one, another one. Yeah, but yeah. I was pitting the five car, so I had go low Joe on the uh, the old radio. Yeah. He's like, oh, la, 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 la. <laughs> just nothing happened. I don't know how he gets those out so quick. Dude, he is the best at that. La, 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 la. But getting back to a spotter that you talked about earlier, uh, I get to, I get the pleasure of listening to Randy Bradshaw every single week. Oh, one of a kind. So he is quite possibly one of the most hidden gems on, if they ever did a radioactive for the back half of the pack, tune in. To Randy Bradshaw. <laughs> a great Randy Bradshaw story I have is he was spotting for J.J. Yaley last year at Talladega. And J.J. comes over the radio and goes, Randy, if I call out a caution before you do from inside the car, you owe me 20 bucks." And Pat Trison's like, I'll get in on that too. <laughs> so I don't know what happened, but it was the wreck where um, Logano flipped on the backstretch. Yep. And, you know, we're sitting there watching the race, watching the race. We see the car flipping. Nothing being said over the radio. And Logano gets done flipping, and JJ's past, you know, the caution. He goes, hey, Randy? He goes, yeah, bud. Goes, I think you owe me 20 bucks. And then Trison gets on the radio and goes, yeah, I think you owe me 20 bucks. He goes, oh, man, I was just too busy watching that car flip down the match. <laughs> that was awesome. That's Bradshaw. He, yeah, is, he is uh, one of a kind. Um Pretty, yeah. I, I've known Randy for a while. Great guy, but I've listened to some stuff, and yeah. he's at, he apparently prices, we'll watch he, him. A he lot. hated me for a little bit. Apparently, hates you. He doesn't hate me still. Does he? No, he did because he spotted the '52 Xfinity car, and the kid driving it that year, awful, was just in in the oh, way that, the whole time. Uh, who was it? It was uh, uh, some uh, kid from out Cody west. Uh, Vanderwall. Uh, yep, that's it. And he was just. I mean, I'm not going to talk trash in the kid because he does good out west. Whatever. But he just did not have the experience, and that was the year where there was no, no practice yeah. at all. Yeah. And, I mean, he would race really hard, but it's like there's no, like, there was time for us, like, dude, we're at Darlington, and you get underneath him, and you got to put all four tires below the dotted line. And you're like, come on, man. Yeah. And then, like, then you get pissed off, and you jack him up, and then Randy's pissed at me because I'm racing him all <laughs> aggressive. But it's like, just don't do that kind of stuff, and I won't do it to you. His but. favorite, His favorite thing. His go-to saying, oh, he's beating on you. He's beating on you. <laughs> I've heard multiple times. Watch him. Watch him, watch him, watch him, watch him. Look, look out. Look out up there. Oh, uh, Bradshaw. But does he really hate you? No. No. He, he spotted me in, uh, when I drove the, when this drove that uh, four oh, yeah. screen printing 15 yep. car one year. So Yeah, he's a good guy. His I don't know if you guys know this, but his son is Damon Bradshaw that used to be like the Top Supercross, he's top ten in all wins in Supercross. Really, did not know that. Yeah, and then his he used to drive uh, like Monster Jam trucks. He drove the I've heard of Monster that. Yeah, Damon Bradshaw. That's yeah. his. Yeah, Randy's his dad. Yeah. Oh man, that's so, crazy. Randy's been a while around for a long. The time. dude rocks one of the sickest mustaches I've ever seen. Yeah, now. he it's used to have long massive. hair. It's getting long now. Yeah, it, he, he got it cut there, but yeah, he has one hell of a mustache. And like as a pit crew guy, when you, you when you work. You know, all three series and stuff. You hear different voices, but a lot of them are very distinct. Randy's is one of the more Stands distinct out. ones that you can hear. <laughs> yeah. Have you been doing a lot of pickers stuff this year? So I have been because I'm trying to pay for a wedding. Oh, um, Martinsville was the, <laughs> the first time that I got to carry tires this year. I've been gaffing a lot. And I can't tell you a better feeling 
in the world when you haven't hung a tire competitively since Phoenix of last year to go out and just throw an absolute Hiroshima H-bomb on the right <laughs> rear of a truck and it sticks. There's maybe like two feelings better in the world, like having sex <laughs> and like, I don't know, scoring a game-winning touchdown, but it's probably number three. And good for you. Then you come around to the left front and you're just doing Did a you? DJ set, just trying to turn that thing on the on the hub. School <laughs> bus. You know, just on the remix. Yeah. No, I mean, it was <laughs> pitted for Jesse Little, and we struggled on that. I think we put in 20 rounds. Oh, wow. 20 rounds in and out of that truck. That's impressive. Yeah. So, not great Bring the night. impact over the wall for that. I know. Not a great night for pitting. And then, you know, the next night I was pitting Matt Mills and... You know, we we couldn't drive up. Y'all got, y'all were decent. I, I thought. Yeah, y'all just much. got into some <laughs> trouble. I, y'all definitely got into some trouble at one yeah, point. Yeah, what happened was is like we were awful. Oh yeah, y'all y'all stayed out. Yeah, we were awful. That's the caution that got me the lucky dog. So correct. Thank you. We were awful, and we were like, oh, we're we're not going to get the lucky dog here, obviously. So we'll come down, put tires on, and then we'll take the wave at the stage break. Well, another caution happened, and we were <laughs> we were the actual lucky dog. And then we're like, well, we don't have any tires for. <laughs> Did you guys set. start from the y'all like front row, right? With part Stephen yeah. Parsons up there too. Yeah, and then y'all um, held your ground for a little while. Th- and then we got like. absolutely punted by the ninety-eight. Yeah, it was that so. happens at Martinsville when it when it's like yeah. I mean, I get that. Even Matt Mills is like, don't ever put me up here. And that's again. what Joey Joey did yeah. tell me. He was like, don't ever put me up here without tires again. So I mean, it was. I was just only shot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's okay changed. if you're like, like I did that last year in the Martinsville Spring Race, but like, luckily I was the first out of like seven cars, so everybody yeah, was able to kind of yeah. everybody was able to kind of line out, and then I I got to lead like five laps. So I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, and then once by the time the field got to me, it was like single file, so it wasn't like because if they get too wide and they're trying to move you out of the way, like. The bottom guys can move you out of the way, and then the top guys piss because you just got moved in front of him, and he just knocks you to the third groove, and then you're junk. So, but Stefan did it the right way. He kind of got away, and then they picked him off one by one. Yeah, on that long. That's how mine went last yeah. year. And then he got Joe Graft, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I don't I thought, know if that no, was he, before. No, he, no, that he was lost brakes. Yeah, he lost brakes. So recapping our our guest from last week. Yeah, I think he still came away. Well, he ended up pounding the fence. That yeah. was the last caution, right? That was one of the last. Yeah. yeah well, before was. the big, big wreck. Well, no, was, no, the last caution was junior spinning because that's how, like, because I was in, like, 17th, 18th. Yeah. And then he spun, and I, like, I went around the top, and it was, like, kind of a weird feeling because he was spinning, and I don't know how he didn't back up. But, like, I'm, like, looking out the left side window, and I could just see his rear bumper all the way around the corner. And I'm like looking at like he's gonna slide up, he's gonna slide up because I even gassed it up at one point because I thought he was going to, and I got on the marbles and just about knocked the fence down. Mm. Hell yeah! Did you get to see Kyle or Dale Jr.'s signature on the back of Weatherman's bumper? They did that before the race, yeah, which was weird. I don't know. I, I think I I was behind him for a little bit. He ended up finishing in front of me. I have no idea how he got there. Oh man, that brings up a good story. <laughs> I don't know what the deal was. It was me and Jade Buford. And I guess it was just a miscommunication between NASCAR and the spotters or something. But, like, he's a lap down. Oh, I know what it was. They were telling him to get behind the 23 car. Get behind the 23 car. He was behind the 27 car, which they look similar, same team, whatever. But, like, 
I'm trying to get in front of him, and I can't choose. He's, like, side-by-side side with me all the way to the cone. So, I'm like, screw it. I guess I'm going to have to take the top. And that hurt me in that last restart, but it is what it is. Mm. But we literally were, like, we were side-by-side, side and I pitted to fix damage, came back out, drove back around all the lap cars again, and <laughs> passed him. And then he went right back side-by-side. Side and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And I'm, like, flipping him off out the window, like, like just get just get out of the way. And there's nothing more aggravating than that. Yeah, it could be his last Xfinity race. No, Jay Buford. Yeah, they replaced. Yeah, I've seen that. They did. Did uh, Kaz Grawler or something? Yeah, yeah, he's in for two races. I don't know. Possibly other drivers from RCR. Really, Jay Buford just wasn't cutting it. Is that the is that the deal? Or I don't know. I mean, I felt like there was some races that Jade actually ran. I mean, he's had good speed. I think it's just. I mean, he's a road racer, so if you don't grow up short track racing as aggressive as the Xfinity field is, I feel like it's an easy way to get rattled. And then once that happens, you're just out to lunch. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like that Parker Retzlaff kid at Phoenix. He did really good at Martinsville and Richmond, but you could tell he got rattled early in the Phoenix race, yeah. and then he just wasn't the same. And Phoenix is a totally different animal because you kind of got to race pretty aggressive, and, like, if you get moved out of the way the wrong way, because I remember when I did it, at Fe- like, my first race at Phoenix, it's like you're going really fast still for a short track kid. You don't really know what that's like, and then people are moving you out of the way because it's slow to what we're used to and it just feels all wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to bring this up cause it's the topic the past week. Let's uh, you being a driver, uh, I want to know, um, if you were in Sam Mayer's shoes, what, what would you do there? Grab his helmet, yeah. pull him down. I mean, yeah. I feel like he just panicked. Like, I don't think he expected him to start swinging like that, which yeah. I didn't either. Like, cause I was watching it on the screen. I'm like, they're going to shove each other around, whatever. They're just going to get separated. But then he just started swinging, and I think it just caught him off guard. He uh, got him good. He did. I mean, for, you know, I'm not a huge Ty Gibbs fan, and, and Ty does a very good job, and we all understand what situation he's in. But um, the only thing that really upset me about the situation is if you race somebody like that, which he does a lot, yeah. just, you know, he can't handle it. Like, yeah. he couldn't, yeah. he could not handle no, I mean, getting moved. The. Post checkered flag stuff, the running into each other on pit road stuff. I feel like that's like, like, come on, dude. Like, yeah. Like people got to fix that stuff, and there's literally no reason. I mean, granted, his car was kind of tore up from the wall contact before, right, right before the checkered flag. But like, there's no reason to tear the nose off of it and do everything else. And then there's, I mean, when the race is over, there's people walking all down pit road. So if that goes haywire, I mean, that could seriously hurt somebody. Hurt yeah. somebody, you know? If he would have, I know he was. He was in the mayor on pit road. They yeah. had to push him off of him and stuff like that. But if you yeah. would have turned him, you're right. Yeah. I mean, you Especially Martinsville. Think, it's yeah, slow, like small pit road. Stuff like that. And there, there is a ton of people on pit road afterward. Yeah. I mean, Sam Mayer has to just go watch a bunch of hockey footage <laughs> yeah. when it comes to that stuff because you got you to gotta know how to battle uh, yeah. within arm's length. I mean, I think the thing you got to do then, if, if he chooses to keep his helmet on, you just got to go for the helmet. Grab yeah, that's what you got to do. Pull it straight yeah. down. He had the option. And hit up. Gut punches, yeah. gut punches. Yeah. Right. yeah. Work the body. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've like. It was unexpected, though. Yeah. Ty threw a punch that was unexpected. He, no, didn't, yeah. he didn't go back. He didn't. I mean, it was just wham. I, I mean, mean, he didn't even bad. look mad. Like, I guess he had his helmet on, but like, so you can't like see like really emotions either, yeah. or, like what their face is doing. But I don't know. I've, I've watched a, a lot of racing fights, so. Hopefully, if I ever get in one, I'm I'm not totally unprepared. <laughs> but it's just funny because TRD has that whole gym set up. I'm like, do these guys just work on like 
boxing and yeah. Yeah. stuff in there. <laughs> Throwing jabs. Because yeah. that's all you see them do in there is like they're just like working the bag and stuff. And you're like, that's really weird. But then does it pays it, off. Does it, it transition off. over yeah. to the it race It pays track? off for them. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. It's just. Them trainers in there are like, this is what, this we, is what this we, train we train for. for. 365. Yeah. This is what we train for. <laughs> I did think it was a little bit of a chicken move. For someone to come up and bear hug Sam Mayer, and then Ty Gibbs got another half shot in there at the yeah, end. Yeah, that's like. But you're gonna get that. You, but I mean, you gotta have at least some self control because, like, if some if I was ever fighting someone and I say this while I'm sitting here, but if adrenaline's pumping, it might be different. If someone grabbed the other person, I don't think I'd hit them again because then it's like, uh, like, because yeah, even whenever I see other people do that, I'm like, that was kind of whack. Like. There's no reason to do that. But yeah. another thing that makes me sad is it's always the two smallest or skinniest or scrawny people fighting. We never get to see beefcakes fighting. Never. No, because they know that like that's gonna be a serious fight. <laughs> like, like you can't you can't start a fight like if it's I don't know, I can't think of anybody right right now, but like a Josh Williams or like a BJ McLeod. Like, yeah. I wanna see like not them together throwing down, but I wanna see them fight someone. Like Newman back in the day when he was Oh, yeah. Him and Carl Edwards, dude. Like, yes. Yeah. No one was trying to fight them. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. Like Tony. Like yeah. Tony would get into it with people. But I feel like that's just how drivers are. Like, there's really not any, there's not very many big dudes. So the likelihood of two big dudes getting into it, like if it's Josh Williams and Riley Herbst, they're not, like Riley Herbst is not going to go try to fight Josh Williams. Right. No, yeah. Like he's not, it's just not going to happen. But so maybe that should be your plan. Just get super beefy. No one will ever want to mess with you. On your, Maybe. Keto, on your keto diet. I don't know. We'll see. It only see took 24 minutes until we talked about keto this week. Yeah, it's always you who brings it up. That's fine. We you, just got to tally on, every week. Are you on a keto diet? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I try <laughs> yeah. to. Like, we'll bring it up. <laughs> yeah, I try to. I mean, it's hard sometimes. I, I ate a tortilla chip, one singular tortilla chip at the Mexican food restaurant today. But just, just to savor it? Yeah, they were just... They were just it looked too good. They were staring yeah. at me right in the face, and I had to eat one. Preposterous that you'd only eat one. That's self control right there. But at that point, like, that's the thing though, is like, because I went through that stage where I'm like, oh, I already ate one, I might as well eat two. And then it's like, well, the whole basket's gone now. So. <laughs> but like, you gotta, you gotta spin it to where it's like, well, if I put salsa on it, it does not help. There's still the same amount of carbs in each chip. That's enough about keto. I'm done talking about keto. See, look, now you're talking about keto because no, you started it. It's like your thing. I know. I just love getting you all riled up about keto. But, uh, yeah. So, the dirt race coming up, uh, do you expect anything very much? I mean, obviously, the car is completely different. Like, have you all had, like, stuff you all have talked about? Like, do you think the dust factor will be as bad this year, even though it's, like, nighttime? I, I think it'll be less than what it was during the mm-hmm. day. I mean, um, the nighttime is definitely going to be huge for this deal. Um, and... I wish we were running it Saturday night, but it's yeah. all good. I you know, it is a night race. Like The it, whole NASCAR whole garage, garage feels like it should be Saturday night. Yeah. But it is going to be better. It's going to be good at night. The dust is um, probably going down. not saying it, you know, to be totally yeah. away, but it'll be – last year was hard. I mean, you couldn't – I mean, I think we went to a rule where we had to start single file towards the end of it because – and as a spotter standing up there, I mean, you can't see – I was going to say, you couldn't you see anything You can't see there. nothing. And yeah. we watched um, – the other day I was watching a little bit of – um, film from last year there, and uh, like even the TV and the camera, and like it was see. so dusty. I'm like, man, I'm like, I didn't realize how bad it was. Um, but I watched the some in car footage of uh, Stuart Friesen there the other day, um, testing the car, and it actually looked pretty cool. Really, and uh, it looked pretty 
you know, he was pretty much sideways, you know, the whole time. Like, yeah. he pinched in there, and there's a couple times where he got pretty brave and spun it out. But um, I think it's going to be it's going to be cool. And obviously, you being with a dirt driver, I think it's going to be. Yeah, so you, you, yeah. you got the guy for us. So. The shoe. You have yeah. the shoe. Yeah. So if we, last year was a disappointment, but hopefully this year we can change it around. And yeah, I'm really looking for the, the dirt stuff. Um, I kind of do the windshield thing is kind of, they took the windshield out of that test. Yeah, they tried and it. And the ch- yeah. chicken wire stuff. And um, they had Nick Hoffman in front of him and a modified rooster in him. And it was. No good. Really? It was just, well, it just, it just blasting just, through uh, there? Yeah, blasting through there and stuff like that. So then they were worried about, I think NASCAR looks at it as, well. you know, they don't want to, first of all, the hardest part is is if a big piece of tungsten or something comes out of those cars. Yeah, you're and dead. It comes, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. I mean, you look at, like, the dirt, yeah, it can knock some stuff around there. It can, you know, obviously you run a helmet with a shield and you run tear-offs, and that's not the issue. But I really think it just comes into a safety factor where if there is a chunk of lead or yeah. tungsten or something that comes out of the thing. Now, especially at Bristol, because you're still going very fast. Yeah, yeah. And, like, dude, honestly, I was just thinking about this. With the full, like, with the carbon seats, it'd be hard as hell to pull a tear-off off in those things. Well, that's what we – so we – I think we ran tear-offs last year just, you know, to have them. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we still ran windshields, but um, – we talked about it this week is like the headrest is so close that he struggled to pull a tear off last year. And yeah, a lot of teams would, you're, you're yeah. right. You're hundred percent right. That's where the issue comes into. No, cause they even, they even like changed the headrest rules now where it's higher. Yeah. So like you wouldn't like before it was like down here, like by your cheekbone. So you could kind of get over it, but now it's right there. So I don't think you'd ever be able to get one off. Like I, I struggled getting one off when I ran that, like ran a micro when I was a kid with like a damn ultra shield seat. Granted, yeah. I was a, asphalt driver didn't know what i was doing but i was i i was like searching for it i couldn't find it and pulling the whole stack like bad deal that's 50 dollars worth of tear-offs i i don't know what i'm doing out there I, are you uh i guess you don't get the race this weekend do you no I'm pissed yeah Dude, i seriously feel like an xfinity dirt race would be yeah i don't sick, i'm surprised dude. that they don't do it this i feel like the owners i feel like the owners just don't like the trucks did it. They were like kind of like the guinea pigs. I feel like the cup guys are like, yeah, we'll give in and try it, it's I guess. Bristol dirt. Yeah. yeah. I don't see a cup series going to a dirt track. A Knoxville. L- yeah. yeah. I don't see that happening. I don't either. It's not going to happen because of who owns the tracks. Yeah. yeah. They're not going they're not going to give up a date, you know. Is that SMI? Is yeah, yeah. It's like the Coda thing. Like Coda right. is really technically an SMI track when we go there, right? Because they pay a buttload, yeah, to rent the track out for the weekend. I think that's just where they're at. You know, they just want to keep everything in there. But control. they could do that. They could do that elsewhere too. Yeah, I mean, and it'd probably be a lot cheaper to rent. You know, the fairgrounds. Yeah, cover that thing in dirt. Well, I, I and I think I was just talking about this today actually with somebody. It's it's almost like. Um, I don't know the whole Tony Stewart deal with Eldora and NASCAR and all that, but I think that's kind of why um, the truck series went to Knoxville yeah. instead of running Eldora anymore because it, it. I think maybe Knoxville would be a, a cheaper venue maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's possible. I, I, yeah, but I I miss Eldora, and um, the Cup Series this year has one off weekend, and mm-hmm. the truck race in Knoxville, so I don't have any off weeks. But, Damn. But, hey, it's cool. Who do you spot in trucks? Uh, Jack Wood over at 24 okay. GMS. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, was there last year. Started with Raphael Lassard. Um, just unfortunate sponsorship, you know, never 
really came through to finish the season. Yeah. Um, and then Jack's filled in, and then Chase Elliott drove it some, and uh, there were some other guys that drove it last year just filling in, but Jack's full-time this year. And Cool. So, yeah, it's a good deal. I hope they can figure out Knoxville to bank it to a two-lane track, but I don't I don't see I don't, I don't see it happening. Not in because, a truck. I yeah. feel like nothing, like, I feel like all full-size cars there pretty much run the bottom. Like, yeah. the Maybe sprint cars go up top. The SRX deal was it was a one lane deal. Yeah, like it yeah. turned into one. Just a car like that, you're just gonna have that. And I think that's the only place that you won't see that. And I'm really, I really, really hope that this weekend in Bristol, that if they can keep it, you know, yeah. the track going good, like you can maybe see two lanes. But Eldora was always two lanes. I felt like everybody yeah, yeah, on the fence and somebody right around the bottom against the wall, you know, just tugging the inside. And then, uh, but Knoxville never go to that. Yeah. I, I, and I, I hate to see that because. It would be awesome to be, yeah. you know, sprint cars go there, man. They're yeah. on top, bottom, to yeah. yeah, slide job after, you know, it's crazy. And that, that's what, to me, that's like the most exciting thing about dirt racing is seeing the slide jobs, and you're never going to get that unless you have, like, the very, very bottom like Eldora or the very, very top like Eldora. Like, it just right. doesn't doesn't really ever compute because then you can't build a run, you can't slide. I mean, Eldora works because it's so wide. And the, it's very banked. Yeah, up yeah. top. But the bottom's like flat, but it's so wide that you can kind of manage to run the bottom because it's Makes such a shorter up. distance. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, plus Eldora in the trucks is where you saw a bunch of actual dirt guys do well. Yeah. Like Larson did well. Nick Hoffman showed up in a Mittler Brothers truck. Yeah, I spotted did that well. Truck. Yeah. Um, Kyle Strickler. Bobby guy, Pierce damn near won yeah. in the Mittler Brothers. Kyle Strickler with the best nickname in dirt racing, the high side tickler, did pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Like, you saw these guys come from dirt, and actually it, it transferred over. But now it's just, it's demo derby. I need to get to the front. Well, that comes with one-lane racing. Right. I mean, who uh, Who's in the 15 this weekend? Cup car? Ooh, I don't know if I can release that yet. Oh, all, all right. right. We won't talk he's about a, He's a former podcast guest. Oh, okay, well that narrows it down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Mom. Former Triple Crown winner in one year. He's the only person that. Well, he's one of two people to do it. Used to race for Tony Stewart in sprint cars. I'm still missing it. He was he was on your podcast. Yeah, yeah. We, th- he was our white whale of, the, of like the beginning of the podcast. Really? Yeah, Mister JJ Yaley. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's on the entry list, so I mean, yeah, it's already. Yeah, you're not really yeah. giving up too much. Yeah. There's yeah. not much to I it. I mean, if you were saying like. So Steve Kenzer or something. Yeah. That, would, yeah. that would be badass. Yeah, you can't say something like that. Yeah. We had someone else lined up, but... Um, Marketing department failed. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say it. Yeah. Um, he did test. Oh. The next-gen car. Still freezing. And, and then he can't drive. At Bristol. You can't race. I know, that's... That's why I can't. That's why I can't, can't do it. Can't <laughs> yeah. But still, we ta- I talked to this today. I had uh, uh, lunch with Jack Wood earlier today, and we talked about that, and we were asking, or we brought up the situation. Like, I understand you wouldn't let Larson drive it. You wouldn't let Bell drive it. Um, but why would, a truck series driver? But why were you, yeah, why would you get it? Like, if I'm somebody, I would get uh, Jonathan Davenport or Nick Hoffman. Uh, Nick Hoffman. Yeah, Nick yeah. Hoffman was there. Like, let somebody like that do it where um, – you know that has nothing to do with the truck yeah. series well, or, or cup series. If I'm if I'm putting my NASCAR hat on, I'm like a big wig at NASCAR. Uh, Stuart Friesen ran the truck race last year, and he ran the cup race last year, so he kind of knows, yeah, what it should feel like. And he drives big block modifieds, but at the same time, models. like they did change the configuration of the racetrack 
So he's getting an early jump on that. Right. Yeah. Like, like they changed all the banking. He kind of knows what that's like now. I'm sure he made 100 laps at least. Yeah. So now, Saturday night, after Stuart Fries wins the truck race, you're going to be like, man. That, that next test. Really test. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, NASCAR, they want to do what they want to do. Yeah. That's fine. They're sandbox. Granted, like, I mean, how much transfers over from an independent rear suspension car to a truck arm truck? I don't know, but I mean, it's just like people we'll find go, out. Though it's just like people go and run skip barber cars at Coda. I mean, it, right? It helps a little bit. It gets you familiar anything with the racetrack. Right, yeah, yeah. Or, anything really. And you see that this year too. A lot of these guys running extra races. Yeah, William Byron. It showed for William Byron this year. Yeah, uh, Kyle Larson last year, and even this year, obviously yeah. running dirt nonstop. It it don't matter. And you see a lot of these guys now. I was just at a Millbridge last week. Um, Brandon Jones and John Hunter Nemechek, all these guys are running micro sprints. Now, everybody's stuff. out there now. Yeah. It's crazy. Like there's so, like you can't eat, like it's hard to make the show now out yeah. there. Yeah, they had a ton of cars last week. GMS was up at Friendship with two modifieds. Yeah, just trying to get laps for their guys. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, everyone's putting so much effort into the dirt stuff, which is nice to see from a fan perspective. That it's not a race that's a throwaway race. That they're just like it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's like when road courses became more relevant in the schedule. Like, everybody got good at road courses, so now there's dirt race. Everybody can try to get good at dirt, too. Yeah. So yeah. I'm excited for I, I really am. I, and I'm not just excited because I have Larson, you know, behind the wheel. I just, I think, like, I think Jack will do a good job. He was one of the guys that tested friendship there the other day, and um, he felt like he was really good. But I grew up around dirt racing, and, um, you know, I'm from Williams Grove area, so I... I, I love dirt racing. Um, the only thing that I'm disappointed in is that we race Easter Sunday. But hey, yeah, that's part of it, and yeah. we don't we can't change it. Maybe next year they change it. Yeah, but, I yeah. get NASCAR is trying to do an experiment. I mean, like NBA has the Christmas game, NFL has the Thanksgiving game. Right. Like, I don't know if they're like trying to make a tradition out of that, like those deals are or what. But so if you win. The football games, you get a turkey on Thanksgiving. If you win, what do you get here, you think, for Easter? A nice a nice hard-boiled hun- egg. <laughs> nice, <laughs> a nice honey-glazed ham. Oh, yeah. Know. Or a chocolate bunny. Yeah. yeah. Chocolate there you bunny. Go. That's it. That's, that's the Just ticket. a massive one Yeah, for Invictory. Yes. You know how they had the big colossal sword? They're going to yeah. come out with this colossal chocolate bunny. Sword. Yeah, chocolate sword. Yeah, that'll be sick. <laughs> that'll be sick. <laughs> It'd be awesome. Now I'm excited. I'm ready for Bristol and... No, I'm getting to go, so I'm excited to watch. I'm in a suite, too, so even if the dust is bad, I won't be. It's you. Hi, rolling us here. I got our sponsor, KSDT, on the four car. They got a suite. Shout out KSDT. Yeah, KSDT CPA. Any tax needs, hit them up. No free ads, though. It's not free. They sponsor my race car. So I mean, they don't sponsor me, so. (laughs) You don't got to say anything. But, Tyler, what is one of the more memorable races or your favorite race that you've ever spotted where you feel like everything went or everything went right for you or maybe it didn't but you still came out and you felt like that was a badass day um i would say probably the first cup win that we had last year that really came to me we dominated las vegas and it was just cool um just how everything came about and um the first cup win will always go down as one of the greatest in my books right and um but that's you know, that's probably my top one, I, and I would. It's my first win, but nothing beats, like, 
Phoenix last year. Yeah, I was going to say it has off, to be pulling Phoenix, off the yeah. championship because y'all really like y'all weren't the favorite. I feel like the majority of the race we were not. Was, we were we were not good. We weren't good at all. And it, it's funny that in um, in Victory Lane, me and Kyle really had a long conversation about just the whole year and about that race. And he said, "What did you think with like thirty laps to go?" And I said, "Well, we were going to run fourth, and we were going to finish fourth in standings, having ten wins, and it, that's it is yeah. what it is, right?" We and um, the pit crew. Can was unbelievable. Dude, they they, they went lights time. out and uh, it put us out front and and we won. So I'm glad we didn't have to have the conversation about finishing fourth. Yeah, <laughs> we were you know talking, but yeah, um, that was another one that really stood out to me and will always be you know. But the first win, it's nothing like it. Like has it still has it dawned on you yet that you're a cup champion? Like you are now held in a higher regard to about ninety percent of the other spotters because. <laughs> They're one of a few to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely hit me a couple times, and I think it's just part of the moment wherever you're at or something like that, and it's just uh, remembering, um, you know, the year that you had. And I think it didn't hit me when we won. Um, I I got emotional, but I don't think it really hit me until maybe two or three days later, and you're like, damn, like you won a championship. and. Um, and nothing like it going out the first year with lined up with Kyle and yeah. Motorsports and everybody over there um, to go out and win it. So, um, but yeah, now I'm just like, I, I, a lot of people tell us in the spotter stand and um, I'm the same person that I've always been and I'll never change it. It don't matter if I have 10 championships, you know, I was the same guy that um, when I was at Rick Ware's back when, when I was doing Canyon stuff, Arca stuff, and, and that'll never change. And I'm glad to stay that way. Yeah. And, um, I hope I will always be that way. And if I'm not, make sure you guys set me straight. <laughs> I'll keep you straight in the group chat. Yeah. 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 And I had to pull that out the other day yeah. in the group chat. I, I did get a little, because them, them guys give me so much crap. Um, just spotter, you know, winning championships, yeah. stuff like that. And I, I've said this all, there's a lot of spotters up there that we all get along but I do feel like every spotter used to love me when I was at Rick Ware's. Like, mm-hmm. they love me. Now they hate me, and they're like, oh, yeah, this kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He gets a, That's know, funny. opportunity, wins a championship, some, you know, 11 races, and here we are. So, and I like to get on Joey. Uh, you know, I try to tell him, Joey, don't get your head too big, man. You know, he, he has a cup win now. Yeah. And, He's got uh, two. Yeah. He's got two. Wait, what? Two no. cup wins? Dick, wasn't he spotting Justin Haley? He didn't spot, no. Oh, I that thought was, he spotted that one. No, he was working on that car, but he didn't spot it. That was uh, Keith. Well, Bono. now he's got one. Yeah. yeah. I told him, don't get your head too big. Yeah. Cause, you, know, you never know when it all come down. Just yeah. for instance, you know, he replaced uh, Joe White. Joe White thought that, you know, I'm a huge fan of Joe White. I've been friends with him forever. Um, but you just never know. I mean, mm-hmm. you never know when somebody's – It's your time. It's your time, and, and you get cut, and um, – go on and you know thankfully i think for him they've running super good helps them and i will i'm a strong believer that if a group's not running right the first one to go is a spotter and they point fingers a lot really and yeah and I, i've seen it i've even noticed it with uh your your spotter you know brandon lines he, yeah he was with daniel hemrick for uh in the xfinity he was with them forever. Late forever. Models late yeah. models, Xfinity. They went to the championship four both years. They were together. You know, unfortunately, they didn't win it, but um, he went with him to the cup side. It was a new deal. And um, yeah, he got left go because they weren't running good and all fingers got pointed. And yeah. it would be the same way, I think, anywhere. And it, yeah. it showed in the 14 car last year. They didn't show a lot of speed. And I get it, it was his rookie season, but 
you know, the first one to go, you know, it's... See, that's surprising to me because, like, in my mind, like, if there's something going wrong with, like, with us and we're not running very good, like, I never think it's a spotter's fault. I'm like, no. Like, and we, it, we it might should have brought a little better piece this week or, like, I mean... Right. Because it's, it's a team effort, really. I mean, it, it everybody goes into it. It's not like you can blame one person. And I don't think changing your spotter is going to, like change your whole team around no unless it, it's like point, yeah. the guy sitting in the stand spotting for you but i mean <laughs> right yeah and it don't right it, it comes down to it it's it's just if you show up to the racetrack and you're running you know if you're used to being you know going run top five top ten you come to a racetrack and you're running 15th 20th or 25th mm-hmm. all day you're i mean that's not no water's fault, right? yeah that, he's not making you run back there yeah um i i do look at that sometimes and i'm just like i don't understand you yeah. know you gotta look and it's just not looking at the crew chief. It's guys in the shop and guys. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, like else. Said, it's, a, it's, whole it's a whole deal. team. Yeah. So you got to have all all sides clicking. So I have a question for you, Bailey. So you, it's an interesting thing. Like you have never really met your spotter. No, I have. But, I met him at Daytona. And actually, funny story. South Alabama Speedway. He was spotting for Daniel back when he was driving the Carswell '98 car. Like yeah. he hadn't even run any NASCAR stuff yet. And me and Daniel were, like, really tired at this time. And Daniel comes and says, hey, do you have a spotter for tomorrow? I got this guy, Brandon. He said he'll spot for you. And I'm like, no. My crew chief at the time, like, ah, he always spots for me. I'll just do that. And I don't think if Brandon's ever put the put it together that he was, I was that kid that he was trying to spot for. Oh, South yeah. Alabama, yeah. But I got to talk to him about that. That's crazy because, like, obviously he has, he's got good relationships with his drivers, goes out to lunch with him and stuff. But, like, you only really see him or hear him on Saturdays. Yeah. Just crazy. Yeah, it is great. But you guys I've have seen a great relationship. Time to build it a little while. Tell him, you know, take time. You know, yeah. he's all tied up in William Byron right now. You need to, hey, man, I'm still down here, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell him. To, he's done a good job, though. He's, yeah. uh, the, they've been very They've been very style, good very, this very year. Style. Did you send him a text congratulating him? Yeah, on I always, I, yes. I, 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 yes. Come on. Okay. Probably yes. could have gone to Saeed's and seen him. I don't know if he goes there. I've seen him at KB a couple times. I went to, uh. Are you a Saeed's? big Saeed's guy? Uh, I'm not a big Saeed's fan. Go, you go there, though. When I do go, I'm <laughs> a big fan. <laughs> I was just there, actually, Sunday night. Heck, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I like Saeed's. Saeed's is a good place. See, it's, it's not bad. People, it's a, it's a bad rap. I don't know why. It's not terrible. Well, I it's because it's the industry place. Not even it, that. I mean, okay, I've, I've met the, a lot of people there that aren't in the industry. Yeah, but you 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 pan through that crowd there. And there's someone you know. There's, there's that someone 100%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, the same other, way at KB, though. Yeah, we were just, uh, me and Katie went over there, and we were hanging out, um, and Tyler Young was in there, then Tyler Young left, and then Doug Campbell came in, and Stephen Parsons came yeah. in, and I'm like, we were getting ready to leave, and all these people come in, I'm like, well, we might as well stay in Yeah, uh, one, one more, one yeah. more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, I, I, I'm not a sage junkie, but I'll make an appearance yeah. every once in a while. See, I don't go very often, but I've been there my share of times, and it's not bad. Everybody's like, don't go there. Don't go there. I'm like, why the hell not? Like, it's not terrible. Yeah. I got to venture out. I got to find more places. I go to Kilted Buffalo here. I've never even been to the Burkdale one. I go to the Kilted Buffalo here, or I go Saeed's. I've been to Boatyard like twice. Boatyard's a good place. Boatyard's cool. A few times. Yeah. I, I don't venture much down this way, but I like. To, I stay up kind of towards Mooresville. Big Owls. Yeah, Big Owls, Shoals, uh, Lake Norman Tavern, uh, stuff like that. So yeah. Blue Parrot. I get out there. Oh, yeah, it's just a drive like out there, though. It is. Like, it's a hike, and I'm a I'm right off of Brawley, but uh, 
it's so we have to go so far like into 150 then out and yeah no yeah. no you mean. I, I do like blue parrot though 150 was chaos today because someone hit when is it not every, <laughs> i mean it's chaos every yeah. day but it was even more chaos today because someone hit an electrical pole ah so that uh, none of the stoplights worked oh man you could just is that why the power's out yeah oh no lights no rules just go do whatever just, you want to do yeah, yeah gas up yeah our podcast listeners probably love this. The ones that are in Texas are like, oh, yeah, man, that 150. No, dude, I've, I've actually real. had talks about this, and I feel like people do like hearing about the, the, the Mooresville experience. <laughs> oh, man, there ain't nothing like it. No. I mean, and, and we're just keep building and building and yeah. building. Like, you look out, you go away for a race weekend, and it got this woods clear cut, and mm-hmm. they're already building buildings. Yeah. It's like there's townhouses and. Uh, apartments, everything going on. No, I don't even want to attempt to buy land in the Mooresville area. It's tough. Yeah. I, I, I tried once until I got this apartment, and I was like, oh. I was like, I tried. I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna get another apartment. <laughs> I'm not dealing with all that right now because even the realtor was like, if something comes up, you have to buy it that day or it's gone in and cash. I'm, yeah, they're like, you have to buy it that day or it's gone. And I'm like, but, guess I'm staying at Langtree. Yeah, the new podcast <laughs> studio is next level. It's it is. It's, it's, it's right. I like it. I like how it came out. Me and uh. Old pockets, niece pockets. There's a few different pockets out there, but uh, he helped me move in. I definitely, I he was not pumped on like how much we worked because I did not prepare to move at all. Because I was in building 119, I was over killed the buffalo, and I was just like, I'm not gonna pack anything up. I'm moving like 50 feet, so it's just every individual thing. We just piled all my truck. <laughs> yeah, I piled all my truck coming here, and a lot of it went in here, like in the podcast room, just because it's close to the door. We can just keep going. And there was there was stuff piled in here for a little bit, and then I spent a couple hours in here trying to set it up, getting this door hung up. I was pretty nervous about it. It's not in any studs; it's just hung on the drywall, so it could come down at any moment. But hey, it's good. I could put stickers on here. What is that? Uh, Where's that from? Uh, so I ran. That was Nice. I ran the forty truck at, at Talladega. Yep. I'm trying to remember. I'm, I was stalling because I don't remember the year. Uh, twenty twenty. Twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty. Crashed last lap. Yeah, I pitted this truck. Oh, so you we need to get a trifecta. We need to get a Tyler Mon spotting, Bailey Curry driving. Yeah, one of these maybe days, on the maybe. Pit crew. One of these days, maybe. Perhaps I might have to. I might have to start doing really good then, to where Tyler can spot for me. But then you can't do. But then super Matt, good because you need to have an average pit crew. Yeah, <laughs> in order for you to be on the team. <laughs> yeah, because if you're doing really good stuff, I won't be there. Right. It's true. I don't know. You might do what? You never know. What if you do? Yeah. You said your first time after Phoenix and you studded that thing first uh, try. I know. They probably, there's coaches out there looking at you. Oh, yeah. Out. They're like, look at that big black bowling ball. No, 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 no. Oh, um, my gassing suit might be used as a ARCA racing, fly, suit? racing suit. I think no. For John Garrett? Yeah. Shout out John Garrett. Shouts out to John Garrett always for her screen printing. But I think I think his suit's getting made because I'm getting a suit for Talladega also, and I'm pretty sure they're supposed to be done at the same time. Well, he's like he texts me, he goes, "Hey man, I might need I might need a flyer suit." Well, it's because they're not supposed to be done till like Thursday. Yeah, he's he's in a bind, so I'm gonna help a friend out. It's it's tough with fire suits and everything right now. Like, are they racing Saturday? Saturday? Yeah, they race right before us. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's a double header. Yeah. 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 Do you like plate racing as a spotter? I love it. Really? See, I hate it driving. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, Kyle hates super speedway racing, and he um, he always says, "I just want to finish top five. Like, yeah, we got to finish top five because 
me and Kyle have not <laughs> been very successful in speedway racing at all. It's just, I, there's no, I feel like it's just like, but I've done like, uh, right before I went to Hendrick, like I, I done pretty good with some mm-hmm. guys, you know, with, um, Gray Galding. Yeah. And, I mean, even Cody Ware at Talladega, we ran, you know, we ran really good in a cup car and I'm yeah. like, it's fun. I like it because it really, because it, it, it's all on us kind of like mm-hmm. you guys are out there driving it. And you guys can make the moves, but it's really just us playing like a big chess game, and yeah. You know when when the runs are coming and stuff like that. I, I enjoy it because it it shows that spotters are very um you know important in roles in at racetracks like that. And same way with Atlanta and stuff like that, it really turned into um almost like a super speedway in Atlanta yeah. this year. So um yeah, I, I I love them, but a lot of drivers I know don't. I don't like kids because I feel like. Like you said, like it's a chess game, but like to me, it's like a card game because if you you get your set of cards, if you know how to play them right, you'll be okay. If you play your cards right, you'll be okay. But sometimes you just get a set of cards that you cannot play, like you're just screwed, yeah. and it just doesn't work out like it. Especially at the end of the races, man. Like if you're in contention to be somewhere good, if, I mean, some guy screws up on the last lap, you're just gonna be in. Oh it. yeah. There's nothing. I mean, there's literally. I hate. It's like I get mad eye racing when you're. You're, especially, I get more mad eye racing on them because, like, okay, I just wasted two hours of my life, and now now I ran thirtieth. That's what I feel yeah. like whenever you get caught up in a last right, lap wreck yeah. at Talladega or Daytona. I it's mean, like, yeah, it definitely is. You're having a good day, and yeah. Something like that happens. I, Noah does a really good job of Super Speedway race. I know he's won Daytona before, um, and we finished third there this year. But he is one where you play the chess game mm-hmm. and you say make this move. And he's gonna do the complete opposite. Yeah, but it works. Out, but it works out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It I mean, works out for him. and I mean, I I know how that goes because I mean, even like crash avoidance stuff. I'll be honest, I don't listen all the time. No, and 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 as a like, I mean, it pisses the spot off. You're like, man, I told you this that now. Yeah, but it's, I mean, you're in the moment, right? You know, yeah. like, it's hard if they wreck down the back straightaway. I don't. I mean, I don't have no whether it's inside say, outside. Yeah. I, I can't tell that yeah. that view and. Um, it really, it's into their hands yeah. and, and like your guys' you know, hands. And I know a lot of guys, you know, I know Noah don't listen to me half the time and, um, I'm sure Kyle probably don't either, yeah, you mean, know, in some wrecks and stuff like that. I mean, I feel like crash avoiding stuff, like honestly, just hearing inside, outside, like where the other cars are that are also trying to avoid the crash. I feel like that helps a lot. Cause yeah. then like, cause at Daytona, when they crashed in the front straightaway in the Xfinity race, like. It was me and Vargas both went to pit road, and I honestly, I did not know he was outside. I mean, I about ran him in the grass. Like, outside, outside, outside. I was like, oh, get off of him. You and then flying down pit road, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what was, like, but we had to keep going fast, though, because the 35 car was, like, spinning down pit road. That was crazy. And I didn't want to slow down and him slide back up in front of me, so I'm, like, middle of pit road, four, fourth up. gear wide, like, wide open. <laughs> I was sitting on the wall facing not the racetrack, which obviously is a big, not a big no-no, but they're always like, oh, keep your face. Yeah. And I just feel this rush of air behind me, and I look to my right, and Joey Gase is off the wall by about a foot and a half, sliding sideways down pit road. I'm like, Ooh. Speedway pit road's pretty sketchy. When they start, when Mike Chance once told me, smart man, he's like, because we were pitted in like stall 40s, like you better stay away from that wall. Because once you see them start wrecking, they're already going to be over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh man! So Tyler, I got a question for you. Okay. So when you first started out as a spotter, right? You probably learned a lot, but did you 
did you model yourself the way you speak on the radio after someone or it just kind of came natural from your experience or did you like listen to some kind of like radioactive stuff and then you're like, oh, I took it from this, took a little from that? I think, I, I don't know. So when I, uh, just to start from the beginning, I always went to the racetracks and listened to, um, you know, I had the scanner that, you know, we had season tickets at Bristol. You know, I, I listened to stuff like that all the time. And I think it was just always in my head. So I didn't come down here to be a spotter at all. I I originally came down here. I moved from Pennsylvania in 2011, and I was going to do pit crew stuff. I went to pit crew U. I was set up to do pit crew stuff. I did a, a good for probably two or three years, did some pit crew stuff, um, just on and off, ARCA, some Xfinity, some truck stuff. And then 2013, I was helping Dave Moody. Uh, he owned a late model team. And I started helping him, you know, mechanic-wise, just go on the racetrack, um, and we went to the racetrack. I want to say it was probably Kenley, I think, and he's like, hey, can you spot? And I'm like, absolutely not. Like, I'm not <laughs> ready for that, right? I cannot do that at, at all. So he's like, no, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be all right. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, if I, if I wreck your race car because of me spotting, like, yeah. I'm the biggest piece of crap in the yeah. world, right? So I did it, and I've spotted ever since that day. I so, um, yeah, I think it just really comes natural to me. I it just to have the biggest thing in spotting is, is that I've found out working with drivers is when they get worked up, you can't be the guy to feed the fire, but yeah. the fire. Yeah. you got to be the guy that has the water putting it out and helping them stay back and get back in line and yeah. stuff like that. So for me, spotting wise, I've always just helped that calm voice and when stuff right. goes chaotic, can't get too worked up because if you do it's uh no i've always said that's the biggest thing like for me is just the spotter staying calm like as long as they're gonna be calm i'm pretty calm it's like if you're in a room full of people one guy's freaking out it's gonna stress you out right so yeah no so i i think it just came natural to me and i listen to a a lot of people and there's a lot of guys that up there that's been there forever that you listen to and I, I would say Timmy Fita with the spots for Kevin Harvick is one of them. He's super calm. Yeah. He's, he's full of, like, you just you can listen for hours and just know he never gets worked up about anything. So uh, I kind of take control over that. There's some times in the moment where you have, but you always catch yourself. And yeah. You make sure. Um, and you if you're going to get worked up, it's more worked up on Channel 2 to the crew chief where the driver yeah. can't hear you. So. Yeah. So what, what are you rocking, like, because I've spotted, like, when I wasn't supposed to spot, I spotted an Xfinity race one time. Like, what all kind of equipment are you rocking up there? So you got your headset, yeah. right? You're, you're, you got your RE headset. Shout out to RE for hooking me up. <laughs> yeah. That's a, we'll, we'll keep that plug yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, you, you have four radios. You have one radio that you talk to the driver with, and mm-hmm. then you I scan myself so I know my second back radio. I know that... I, when I'm talking, I can hear myself talk, and I know that I'm coming across the radio. And so, and I think once you do it, once I used not to do that when I first put, spotted it, not whatever. But once you do it, you're like, you can't go away from it. You'll never go back to just listen um, without it. Like, you have to have it. And then, channel two for us and the crew chief, and then um, NASCAR, you scan NASCAR with one radio. So, when they say cautions out or penalties or. Lucky dogs and stuff yeah. like that. You have NASCAR, so that's about it. You know, do you it, rock a remote button or do you? I do. I have a. I have I like the no David, one. No one has that. Nobody anymore. has that. Yeah. yeah, that's old school stuff. Yeah, you have the David Clark button, kind of the same one that yeah. goes on a steering wheel. It mm-hmm. used to go on a steering wheel. I know they got some new stuff now, but yeah, you run the run that, and yeah, that would be 
your hand would cramp up if you just no because I, I did that time. I spotted at Pocono and I was oh, so unprepared man. I wanted there no binoculars I'm like <laughs> I was spotting for one of Harmon's <laughs> cars and I'm like I got on I switched to channel two because I don't have two radios and I'm like dude I can't see anything up here I can't <laughs> when we're on the back straightaway I have no idea where he's at I'm like oh just do the best you can Pocono's tough I I somebody asked me uh, a couple weeks ago about where the toughest place for spotting was and Pocono is the hardest. I mean, it over Phoenix. I feel like Phoenix sucks because you're well, location. terrible because you're in turn three and four and yeah. you're looking off into one and two. Yeah, I mean, that's tough. But Pocono was like, that's I mean, far. You, like, and then, like, when you look down and you're they're going into turn one and they start fanning out, you're just like, uh, yeah, yeah, he's looking. I, I, you don't know if he's yeah. there or not. You have no idea. Um, and same thing kind of off of turn three, it's not as bad, but definitely getting into turn one. Which they used to, and I know maybe some guys this year, they run a second spotter at Pocono and put somebody down really? in turn one. Yeah, it's a lot of people used to do it all the time. Um, it's kind of down, down a little bit. Now it's just really on the driver. And I guess that makes sense, got though, that because... Nice view camera they yeah, got well, yeah, the camera. <laughs> yeah, I was... Whenever I went and spotted that deal, I was baffled, because, like, I thought, like, I was like, I'm going to get prepared and bring some snacks with me <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> but then, like, y'all all have, like, the phone set up. With Tommy oh, yeah. scoring, some yeah, like someone had out. a damn iPad up there. Oh, we got iPads this year. Really, Hendrick hooked us up with the iPads. You get the iPads. Yeah. You can like, what do you just have? Timing and scoring time on there. You scoring. have, you have well, like deltas and stuff too. Yeah, timing scoring, and then you have some stuff like uh, Race Hub, and uh, you can look at some SMT stuff if you want. to. Really, you know what I mean, but you don't usually do that during the race. You I feel like the crew chief probably does more. Yeah, than that. he yeah. does that. You know, during the race, during practice, or something like that, you can pull that stuff up and look at it. But yeah, it's really. Usually, I only have time to scoring, and then I can I kind of split mine, have my pit road map, and you know we run a ton of different pit road lights and you know a different racetracks. Yeah, to go to. and I remember because I, I actually I saw a picture of Mike Herman spotted for me last year. Yeah, and I think it was an Indy, and he had like a full blown composer stand over yes, there with like yeah. so much stuff. I'm like, yeah. holy cow, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's getting it's cool. It's cool though because like it just you're just. Like getting everything down like perfect, like you get all the equipment you need. The same thing in race cars, dude. Like, yeah, you get everything just right to yeah. do your job the best. Yeah, you tote it all up there, and hopefully you never. You know that that's something. I I forget a lot of things sometimes, but knock on wood, I never forget my spot. Like nothing about my spotter stuff. Like obviously my radios or nothing like that. But because it's the most, I mean, it's your job. Yeah. But even like an iPad or a phone stand or anything like you just don't like i forget a lot of things in my daily life routine but yeah that's something you just never forget i feel like that's like it's like my track backpack i don't take anything out of it really so it's not like you can really forget like i keep like three phone chargers in my backpack at all times they never come out like any my theragun which i don't really use that much but like if i need it i have it in my backpack at all it all just stays in there never take it out so Well, I mean, you got to take your radios out and charge them, obviously, but... Yeah, and I, I try to do that. You know, I have a little setup at the house where it has all my chargers, and yeah. I just come home on, you know, usually Monday morning, and I take all my stuff out of my bag and charge it up and move on and put them back in the bag. So I, I get a pretty good routine that keeps it, you know, very organized. Yeah. That's the whole deal. That's cool. Yeah, like I said, I was... When I went up there, I'm like, damn, I'm so unprepared. <laughs> but... Well, I'm not a spotter. Snack. You yeah. have snacks. Yeah, I did have snacks, and I ate them all before the race started. So a clutch. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I was like, man, I got up here way too early. And just kept eating snacks, and then they were gone. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, you do have a lot of downtime when you're when you're spotting, you know, just in between. It used to be really bad when um, we weren't practicing and just would show up and race because of yeah. the COVID deal. Um, but now with the practices, you kind of stay way more busy. Than yeah, what you makes have sense. You just show up and race. I miss the I miss the whole two practice deal though. Still, I don't. I do. I mean, take Martinsville for example. If we had two practices, fifty minutes, we'd be there the exact same amount of days. You're right, and something about practice I want to bring up because <laughs> I don't know if this is true or not, but every weekend I talk to Brandon Lines, and he's like, we mock run all the time. Do you guys mock run all the time? So we were. Yeah, we were doing that, but we kind of got away from that because we, okay. we messed up at Richmond, and we were on the splitter really, really hard race pressures. Yeah. So I talked to my crew chief, Wayne. I'm like, let's maybe try to make some race runs. And honestly, with only 20 minutes of practice, I think I'd rather have the laps. You would rather have the laps just, just, just to run laps and try to get dialed in. I mean, you're a pretty good qualifier. Yeah, yourself, I mean, right? you're gonna yeah. you're gonna go faster in qualifying. Like, 100%. it's there's no doubt about that. Like, I mean, if we get into a qualifying routine, you know, X down on the track bar, tape it up. Like these air pressures, it's not. You get used to that. You get once you get used to the the change, it's not. There's nothing new. It's like late model stuff, dude. I'd be practicing on hundred lap tires, and then you, and then like. You bought stickers on, so you feel like Superman. But I right. mean, if you're used to it, you know what you can do with it. So. Yeah. No, I have always said that too about like you don't see anybody mock around, but he always told me he's like, uh, we were. we're mock around and we're mock around, and I'm like, why? Why? Yeah, I mean, and it's right? it's, it's but, hard to mock around off the truck too as a driver. I'll be yeah, honest right, with you. <laughs> yeah, you're coming around. Okay, we're stickered up, we're taped off. Here you go. Yeah, but I mean, that, that's at the same time, that's really your only opportunity to try to mock around is right off the truck because you can't change tires. You really can't do anything. So yeah. But, I mean, that's another thing, too, is, like, you might as well just dial it in the best you can everywhere else and then just tape it up, cool it off, and let her eat. So, What you've been always a good qualifier, I felt like. We've, yeah. we've been okay. I mean, we – honestly, I feel like – so, Martinsville, we qualified better not mocking yeah. in practice. Even We were on the splitter a little bit in qualifying still because I think I drove, I drove a lot harder, but – Oh uh, yeah, we we drove deep into. Y'all did. We <laughs> I was like, "Holy cow, we're there. about to crash a car in qualifying right yeah, here." Yeah, we went down there and the left front locked up and went down to turn one, it locked up again. Turn three, locked up. Again. I'm like, man, P one. We're like, all right, good job. And it's so funny. It's just you know, I, I love No to Death and I really like working for him. Um, but it's just like, hey man, the 18, he backed up his entry. He's P one right now. And he gets super good drive off. Okay, he's backing up his entry, right? Yep, ten four. He's backing up his entry, <laughs> and he does that. I'm like, yeah, that's not what we talked about. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you do stuff like that, and with the Xfinity, Xfinity Series rule, you can't change tires. Yeah. Like you have to start on the tires you qualify with. So we caught it our left front pretty yeah. bad, and we had to change tires and start at the rear. So you, we ended up third in qualifying. So you kind of hurt yourself, but yeah. it worked out. We just had to play the right strategy different. Yeah. And, almost flipped the stage where we got out front and, um, you know, had a shot the win. So it worked out, but I'm just like, that. that's not that's not what I said. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know, at this team. Yeah, and he even double. He's back his inch up, right? Yep, 10-4. Like, that's what he's doing. And he just sailed it up but It's, it, like, it's okay. so inviting and qualifying to just drive it off in the corner. I remember yeah. one time you were spotting for me. It was Pocono in the cup car. It was my first time ever driving the 51 car for Hillman. And we had a pretty good car. I mean, yep. hell, we finished 25th with very little attrition that day. And I remember we we mocked in practice, and we were pretty damn good. And I'm like, all right, 
and I'm watching, I think it was Ty Dillon going to turn one at Pocono. And you can always you always feel like you can just sail that thing off in there. And I didn't think about the distance to sound thing. Yeah. So I'm listening to him. I'm like, damn, he's not listening for a long time. I guess I'm gonna do that. And then I <laughs> I I blew the bottom because I didn't think about the t- like the distance where yeah. I could hear him lift. <laughs> we might have been in the green for a split second because I drove in so deep so in turn deep, one. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, hey, man, this car's going to the front. Yeah. yeah. Turn one. Yeah. That's uh, you'll have that at poker now. Yeah, but you did good. Yeah, I, I, that was I a fun race, good. honestly, because we raced with Ross that whole day, really, really hard. I feel like, like, running, we're running for like twenty seventh, twenty eighth, but we're like side drafting the shit out of each other, like and then take the, each other's but, air. Yeah, for then though, that I mean, that's that's good. Like yeah. to run twenty fifth and and that stuff, you know, we we were pumped about it. Yeah, we were, if we could ever you know run like that, it was. And then yeah. when we ran up front with Cody at Talladega, we. I think he we got single file in the draft when he we running sixth. And I remember Rick coming on channel two and Hillman and they were like worried. They're like, We probably should get him out of there. Everybody I'm like, Well, it's single file, like this is probably the best way yeah, we got. That's what, like once it starts like getting two, three wide, maybe it'd be a little different, but I would just say get to the, just get to the bottom at that point. Yeah. Like if you're up there you might as well stay because if you try to back out, that's where something's that's gonna go wrong. Happens, yeah. Yeah. If you're up there, stay up there. I'm going to bring up a unique situation that you and I were a part of together. <laughs> what was it like spotting the 24 hours of Daytona? Oh, uh, I, I loved it. I Did you did you like it? I, I mean, I from, loved it. From my perspective, down on Pitt Road, you know, at 4 o'clock in the morning, yeah. I was like, I'm kind of over this because I didn't get the naps like you guys did. Yeah, I, and you do. I think you get, like, sleep deprived. I'm just yeah. like... I had my fit. Box, 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 <laughs> yeah, box, box. When that when them guys come over the radio and they're box, box, box. I, I mean, I and I say it too. Because yeah, you know, I, I have to say it. I'm the like, group chat was lit when that stuff was happening. Oh yeah. man, I had fun. You know, I, I did it. I enjoyed it. Um, and we actually ran halfway decent until something happened. I think, the right? engine cover came off That's at right. about twelve thirty. Yeah, and you guys were looking for it. Right? I found it. Yeah. So I got bored down on Pitt Road, and there wasn't much going on social-wise. So I'm like, I'm going to take the golf cart, and I'm going to go find this thing. <laughs> it was right after – it was the kink right before you get to uh, – The second horseshoe. Should yeah. Have five, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And it was sitting almost right on the racetrack, and I, I found an official – or a track steward, as they're called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, hey, buddy, do you mind if we get that back? He goes, what? I'm like, the engine cover sitting over there by the racetrack. He goes – Stared at me for a solid, like, five seconds. Yeah, I can't help you there, bud. I'm like, why not? It's just right there. He goes, I don't know what your credentials are. I don't know if you know if you're a part of the team. I'm like, I showed him all my credentials and stuff. He's like, yeah, let me call on the radio. I'm like, okay. Like, five minutes goes by. I mean, the track is, we're still just racing, racing, racing. He goes, yeah, they're just going to leave it there. <laughs> and the, the next the next full course caution will get it. And I don't think we had a full course caution for another four hours. <laughs> Probably so not. It just, it just sat there. I remember getting pictures in, in the group, and it's the picture of the engine. Me and Matt I remember that, too, because I, I woke up the next morning, and I'm just, like, tapping, just, just tapping yeah. through. It's like, oh, my God, there's so much stuff. Yeah, there was a ton of stuff. I mean, but it was, I, it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. I I, uh, I would like to do one again, to be honest How many you. like how many people did you rotate out with when you We did had that? so many spotters. I think there was like four or five. There was four of us. So Austin Dillon ran for, for him. So mm-hmm. he had his spotter. Um, Joey Campbell was there. Me, 
Golo Joe and uh, Reed Sorensen. Reed Sorensen, yeah. Okay. So I don't. We didn't need that many. Usually you run two at a at a twenty four hour, and you mm-hmm. usually kind of just split it off on four hour stints, like four yeah. hours, four hours, four hours. And um, but we had all the time in the world. I do remember. I think I came on right about the time that I was. Um, was it Austin Dillon driving when the engine cover came off? I think it was one of the international guys. Okay, if we're being I. I, I don't remember who it was, but I remember like coming on right after that, and I probably did the whole night shift. I felt like I was there from one o'clock in the morning all the way till I watched the sun come up. So Damn. I like did the whole night shift, then I was done, um, and I might have came back and finished. I think when Austin was done, then yeah. Brandon Manesh left, and Reed he he was definitely <laughs> leaving, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and then it was me and Joey because me and Joey rode together. I'm like, oh, it's up yeah. to us here, bud. Yeah. yeah, these guys got to go back to the hotel and like. Sleep. Take a little snooze. Yeah. While I'm down on pit road, it's like 40 degrees. Goofing it was off. Cold. It's not like you were, you were like, I kept getting snaps, and you were like, two down track bar and all the pit crew guys on a prototype car. <laughs> I, I would be like, I would definitely be in that group chat just trying to keep everybody, like as soon as people would start sleeping, watching them yeah. sleep, you'd be like, all right, you guys got to get yeah. up. If you think about it, half of that pit crew has been on this podcast. Probably, yeah. <laughs> That's the crazy part. Because I felt bad for those guys because, you know, they would do a pit stop, right? And then they would sit down, just get comfortable, right? Just about doze off. All right, we're pitting in two laps. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's just constant it, for 24 it, it, hours. It would, yeah, it's like going. every 35 minutes. Can't be that hard. There were some cool people from that team. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember their names. but I They're remember. actually back. They're working on um, – the RWR IMSA program. Oh, okay. On the GTD car. What is the, what's the little guy's name? Uh, oh, Mark. Mark, yeah. Mark, yeah. There's some good people. I had fun. It was definitely interesting. I don't know if I could do it. Sitting as a crew guy through the Coke 600s, like, oh my gosh. Yeah, we're do that, never done. Do that three more and times. And I'd imagine, yeah, it's yeah. got to be so long. But I could sleep whenever, dude. I've slept between pit stops at Martinsville or whatever. Yeah, but it's not that. It's just like you just like you just get a sleep. You get like three minutes, of, three or five minutes of sleep, and then you're up again because you got to do a pit stop. It's never trying to get to sleep. It's like you get five minutes of it, and then you're back. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I slept through half of a Pocono Cup race one time on pit road on a car cover because it was the doubleheader weekend, Yeah, and we got rained out, and I ran the Xfinity and the truck race, and I'm – Fairly certain I got carbon monoxide poisoning. Is that when you filled in for Natalie? Yes. Yeah. And I I, so the truck race was first, then I ran the Xfinity race, and I'm pretty sure I got carbon monoxide poisoning because I felt sick and I just went to sleep on pit road. And even like Jimmy Fife was like, he was like kicking me like, dude, wake up, Rick's coming, (laughs) like get up, (laughs) get up. (laughs) I remember that because I was on your I was on your truck. Yeah. And you stopped short in the box. And you know who who know who said I was going to stop short? I did twice. (laughs) Because. I would come around the rear with the tire, and I'd smoke my uh, my left shoulder on the mm. spoiler because he was stopping short. And I was like, well, we had to. So That's neither here nor there. I'll leave that there. Yeah. <laughs> the 24 hours, man, if you ever want to get out and watch a race, that's just a spectacle. Like, I'm never going back. <laughs> yes. I don't, I don't, I don't You're going to go back. I'm probably going to go back, but I don't. Like we're gonna have to get lined up next year. Let's what about a uh, so it's with, probably coming with oh, Hendrick yeah. doing the Le Mans deal? Are are you are you gonna be going to that if I the schedule permits or what? If if the schedule, does, yeah, I would see us doing that. I would think. I, I would imagine they would yeah. let us do it if we could. Dude, you would need so many spotters for that racetrack. 
I feel yeah. like IMSA stuff, though, I feel like there's not that many spotters, though. There's no. really not. Yeah. yeah. They run spotters at Daytona because you could see the whole thing as yeah. one person. But there's been they run. tracks yeah. where, like, a lot of guys don't run them. And if they do, they run them all off of, um, like, a computer screen, like cameras. Uh, Joe White one time told me that – I forget where they were at, but it was a big road course, and it was an IMSA deal. And he sat in this, like, little box thing. And it had all these cameras, like, every different turn, and that's how he spotted the car. Really? Yeah. I know a bunch of the international WEC stuff. They're just – they just have the cameras in the car, and that's it. Hmm. Like, they got a rear view, and they got side pod cameras. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. There was one driver that drove for that deal that didn't want any spotters at all, right? Yeah, the guy from Turkey. He's yeah. like, yeah, if you guys could just not talk. He didn't want us to talk That's at crazy. All. I wouldn't want to be I mean, car alone could be upside like that. Down yeah. up front. <laughs> he, he just he didn't want to say anything about it. Yeah. And then you got Austin Dillon driving backwards on the racetrack. I was I was the I was spot for Austin when that happened. It was during practice, I think, yeah. right? It was a night practice yeah. and um he blew turn 1. All right? No, it was coming back from the infield section to get so, up onto NASCAR, so it would have been one. turn one, so of uh, NASCAR one, so it would have came out of six, and he blew that right. Yeah, and then he went around a tire barrier, went around a tire barrier, and like drove straight back into the first <laughs> oncoming turn. traffic. That's yeah. right. So the actual turn one of IMSA, yeah. he's driving head on with cars flying into turn yeah. one, and I remember the IMSA guy, the <laughs> official, Gerard. Yeah, yeah, I remember him saying something. And the officials, after it was all said and done, they literally came on the radio and said, that was the stupidest thing we've ever seen in history. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Cross that one off the yeah, list. Yeah. Yeah, hey. yeah. And then I just happened to so be spotted for him. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I look like the back up here. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, what can you do? <laughs> the typical thing, when if like I've spotted a couple times, people come to me, I'm like, I'm not driving it. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's the go-to. Yeah. Same first say, I'm, I'm not driving. What do you want me to yeah. do? When somebody starts, another spotter comes down. I'm not driving the thing. Yeah. yeah. That's the go-to for sure. No, the 24 hours is fun. And I hope we do get to do it again. And I, I hope you're Be on the lookout for next year. I'm ready. Well, I was on standby this year. I got told yeah. that we were, and then we didn't. But I'm on standby for yeah. here on out. I'm sure I'm on standby too. You need to go. Oh, maybe. I don't know. 24 hours is a long time. It, it, uh, it, no, it's fun. The pit road experience is a little bit better because everybody has their own. Like, all of pit road is tented. So, like, you, it's almost like you have a VIP pit box. Yeah. Oh, speaking of VIP stuff, the food, oh, that so. food tent that IMSA, like, puts together, that's that's like IMSA probably that's, got, that's what they call it, wine and cheese flame. racing for a reason. Yeah. Well, you got, like, <laughs> flaming yawns over there, like. Uh, yeah, dude, it was, it they was, did not mess around. And then when they didn't use it, it would become steak sandwiches. For Damn, I'd, I'd I'd go do that. I'd I'd go to. You know, I mean, twenty four. You could sit there and just eat all day off of. Yeah, I'll go to Razzles and come back and get something to eat, <laughs> then go back to the bars later. I, it doesn't matter. That would be the best way to we do it. I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it was it was nice on pit road. All golf cart. You can drive a golf cart up and down pit road anywhere. Anywhere. NASCAR's got to get with the program on that. Like, but. To be fair, there was also no fans. Like I guess that's you, true. Like you have to inside. be like inside the tent at all times. You can't be like standing out. Like the only time people were standing outside was crew guys smoking heaters. Yeah, smoking heaters. So. <laughs> but then again, dude, honestly, when people are when crew guys are pushing like cars through the pits, they're not going to stop. Like they right. that was the craziest thing when I very first came into NASCAR was like they don't slow down. You might get like a yell, but a lot of the time it's like. 
pay attention, get out of the way. <laughs> like, yeah. like that one chick at uh, Bristol a couple years ago when uh, Kyle Busch came off the racetrack with damage. Yeah. And she was just like standing there and he just went out. Just know. went at it. And I think, I mean, she, she didn't hit her, but like, yeah, she, had to she got away. almost hit. Like, had to get a little sidestep. Quick in reflexes. There. Yeah. Not to bring Martins up, Bill, up again, but how many hot dogs did you eat? Six. Four. I, I, I chilled out. Dude, I ate 12 last Is fall. Is Martinsville hot dog part of the keto diet? <laughs> no. See, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I fall in and out of the keto diet. I really, I thought about, I was like, all right. He's I'm, keto selective. I'm like, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to stay keto. I'm going to go up there and I'm going to tell him just to give me two hot dogs, no buns, like in just a little, like one of those little paper tray yeah, things. Like and a was, psychopath. And then I was thinking like, I'll look like a complete idiot if i do that walking around <laughs> eating two hot dogs with a fork so i didn't do that i was like screw it i'm just gonna get the dogs where martinsville whatever last year i was keto at the time but it was my birthday at martinsville so i'm like oh yeah. this is the time to not be keto and i ate so many of them it was ridiculous i tried to get some during that rain delay there must have been a hundred people standing in line. Lined up. Dude, they make a kill they gotta make a killing off those. I mean they only charge at least the drinks. They only charge two bucks per hot dog. Yeah, but the drinks are four dollars. So that's where they're making their money. Yeah. I mean, you no offense. And really how many hot dogs do they sell? I mean that they probably sell it. As a fan, yeah. you should never be paying for um drinks in the infield because you can literally just go, go up, up to, to somebody's any trailer. Cooler yeah. And just that take is true. Something. If you're listening to the podcast, if there's something you take away from this podcast, don't be afraid to go up to any hauler's cooler. I don't know, dude. I don't even like doing that. Like, I'll steal from the I'll steal from the NASCAR coolers all day. Like the ones they have around the tech deal. I'll go right up in there. If you want a monster, go straight up to the monster. The monster. I got a funny story about the monster thing. So we're in Atlanta. My brother drives Drew Blickenstiffer's motor coach, um, and it was his kind of his first deal you know he just started this year and we went up there and we were walking to the garage and he's like man I'm, you know we got something to eat he's like man i'm thirsty i'm like man there's that monster cooler over there i might just go up there and get one of those monsters so he starts walking gets about halfway and i'm like sir 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 no 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 <laughs> he, he stopped dead in his tracks and like thought oh my god i just messed up that yeah, was so funny I that is good laughing. yeah i got him pretty good i've done that to someone on a golf cart before they're driving through the gate and halfway through the gate, I just went, whoa, 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 whoa. And they just <laughs> slammed straight on the brakes. It is. It's funny to do that. Like, it's funny how, like, timid people get around the NASCAR stuff. Like, yes. so if you can, you can mess with them so easily. It's so funny. Tell, I've always been a, if, if you walk around the NASCAR garage like you own the NASCAR garage. No one's going to mess with you. Nobody messes with you. Yeah. It's when you are looking around like, man, am I relaxed? Should I be in here? And, like, yeah. Indy's the worst, right? Then people with them yellow jackets, they oh don't mess God. around. Yeah. Them. And, and I'm not, you know, they, they're doing a job, and I get that. But, yeah, a lot of these places, you just kind of click you into place. No, yeah, exactly. Like, when, like whenever I learn pretty early, like, if you walk past, like, a security person or whatever, just look like you're going to be real pissed off if they ask you to see your pass or anything. <laughs> just look like if they ask you for a pass, you're going to be real pissed about it, and they won't ask you for yeah. it. Yeah, one time uh, I came down, I was still a fan at this point. One of my buddies is like, I can't get you a hot. It was like when it was still hot and cold passes. Yeah. He goes, I can't get you a hot pass, but I can get you a cold pass. All you need to do is show up with black pants on. We'll give you a crew shirt, and then you'll be fine. So I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, that just sounds sketchy. It works every time. <laughs> this was when Hillman still owned his own team. Yeah. So it was, you know, we were in the back and stuff. They're like, all right, just help us push the car out and, like, just come to the pit box. I'm like, 
what do you what do you mean push the car out and they're like we need help literally pushing the car out <laughs> the and i i'm like okay so i put through a crew shirt on had black pants on nothing i walked back and forth all yeah. day That's no checking of anything Just whatsoever like in a place I, I learned it very quick it's like if you went and bought like some hundred dollar fire suit. You could just act like you're a pit crew guy. Oh, no one will stop you. Yeah, if you're dedicated, like if dedicated enough to put a go fire suit, on, fire yeah. suit on, like security is gonna be like, you know what? I tip my hat to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is oh, speaking of which, I have tons of fire suits available if anybody wants to buy one. <laughs> Make start some, making money. Some money. <laughs> when do you get? When's the wedding? Uh, next November. Next November. So twenty twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah. Everything that we wanted for this year was booked up. Yeah, I'm. Mine's uh, January seventh of twenty twenty three. So perfect. We'll put it down on the list. Yeah. yeah, I am yeah. not getting married anytime soon. So cool. Let that be known. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, I was all about you know, you know, doing the proposal. You know, get down on one knee, and then like you get that done and over with, which is I felt like would have been the hardest. But now we're it's a hundred percent harder after that. Yeah, you're just like, why did I go down this path? <laughs> I mean, it's for a good thing. No, you're I wrong, know. but I'm like, you're, you're, you know, we got our venue done, but now you need a DJ and you need this and you need the food. And the uh, only and thing that I have gotten satisfaction out of in this whole thing is picking the food menu. Yeah. Oh, I bet that's nice. I mean, see, that's fun. I mean, that's that's fun. But picking the forks out, that's not the no. <laughs> yeah, just give me a couple. Just give me a plastic fork. Yeah, I'm just, good, just yeah, whatever yeah. we got. Yeah. It's like, are we really trying to kid people here? We we eat off paper plates every single night of the week, but then when we get married, with yeah, but that's the like, one. That's the what? one time, dude. I get, I get crazy. it. Life, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited though. I'm ready. Yeah. I, I, I hope it gets here faster. <laughs> I know mine's just too far away right now. I'm not even thinking about it. But I am thinking about it at all times. Yeah, one of those things. That's why I went back pitting to pay, pay for, for the wedding. Thing. I mean, it's working out. Stuff is expensive, man. You ain't kidding. Oh, you are not kidding. It's mm-hmm. definitely very expensive. Well, I think that was a good one. That was a great episode, dude. Thank you for. I hope uh, it's the best one you ever had. I it, it, that it's one, up there, honestly. I'm not gonna honestly, lie. that one flowed. <laughs> yeah, so well. We uh, yeah. that we could last sit here bit and talk forever. The last bit before I we went to the outro there was the only pause we had, and that's. Nice. That's so. That's something. This one flowed really well. Yeah. So uh, yeah, big things happened. coming. I think it's the new room. And Tyler's a good uh, good guest. So yes. Thank you for having me. It is the room. Room looks good. Thanks for having me on. I, I appreciate it. Um, I'll definitely ever come back. Well, cheer for that five car. I hear yeah. you got quite the driver. I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Cheer for them all. But definitely the five car on dirt this weekend. The five mm-hmm. to nine and the twenty four. Yeah, that's right. If. Uh, if the five don't win this weekend, it's going to be disappointing. Hey. All odds are on him. Wow, you heard it here first. That, I feel like that would kind of <laughs> suck. Like you being like him the and guy. Chris, him and Chris Rebell, I'd be like, oh man, everybody's yeah, expecting me to win this yeah. weekend. And right. then they're they're going to get snookered by someone like Chris sure. Busher or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chris Busher's been running some dirt races. Yeah, Joe everybody Luke. has though, dude. Byron's running a dirt late model. Yeah, he's yeah. running. Uh, we're going up tomorrow. We're actually going to get. Well, it's supposed to rain. Hopefully, it stays away. But we're going to Volunteer Speedway. We're going to fly out tomorrow night and uh, go watch William and Kyle race and uh, Heck yeah, group of five guys in that. Yeah. Yeah. Should should be a good weekend. But uh, yeah, that was a great episode. Uh, or at least I think so. Hopefully, listeners think so too. Make sure to leave us a five star review. Uh, 
on Apple and Spotify, and we'll see you all next time. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.